Welcome to the Still Cool Sports Podcast. This is Liz. This is Remy. And we're back to record another episode on a Sunday, not a Monday, a Sunday. I'm... Oh, yes. Yeah, because next week I will be away, out of town, doing lots of family fun. I bet that's when the big trade is going to happen that we're all waiting on. I think this is going to probably be one of the most intricate trades you've seen in the NBA in a long time. Could be four or five teams. Four or five? Really? Yeah. We are talking about the trade to get Damian Lillard to Miami, which is his chosen spot. But maybe he doesn't go to Miami. Maybe he goes to He goes to Miami. He doesn't go anywhere but Miami. If you're in Portland, why would you trade him anywhere but Miami? Right. And I just want to say, while we're talking, I am also watching the Wimbledon Championship final, men's finals. It's the set point of a tie break, and it looks like Djokovic is going to get the second set, which is unfortunate. He's playing Carlos Alcaraz, but I am an anti-Djokovic person. If I get distracted, that's what's on in the background. Okay, back to this trade. We'll talk about tennis later. Uh-huh. Remy's going to learn a lot about tennis from me as we do this podcast. So, the Lillard and the Blazers, he's clearly made his intention that he doesn't want to play for Portland. Anymore. Right. Yeah, Portland. Oh, so, six tie break again. Sorry. So now it's, you know, Miami doesn't have enough pieces to give. Right. To, they can give future picks, but package of Hero and Lowry is not going to work for it. Right. Right. So then it's like, okay, what could Portland, Portland wants a star? No. Raptors have a star. So you can give, you can just reroute. We are back player. to Pascal Siakam. Well, because it's, a, it's at a point right now where unless... Masai and Bobby Webster said to Steve, we're not trading. Don't listen to the rumors and just let yeah. them live where they live. It's going to be too distracting for the whole season. You're just going to not know. It's You're going to be in your head, right? I were Portland. This is just me. And this is why it might be taking so long is, yeah, Siakam's great. But I might be pushing for OG and say, oh, we'd rather have him. But there's this no OG's not going yeah. in he's the getting resigned he's right he's on a cheap he's on he's got she's got two more years yeah he's got a cheaper contract and he's younger which if is what you if i'm portland i would want that's what i would be looking at but but the raptors are worth everything yeah love for it. it's worth it yeah right like i was saying that like you know like a lot of these trades that you see like you know espn mark trades have the raptors like selling their soul to get rid of Siakam and get David Leonard. And I'm like, you guys know that it's the other way around. Siakam is the only champion in this trade. He's got a ring. He's got all-star appearances. So he should should get the line share back, period. Right. Like, so I'm... And if they're they're the ones holding holding all the cards, like, if you get yourself... I mean, this is for... If the Raptors are in this position... 
it could be another team in this position. But if you're in the position where both Miami and Portland need you, you you've got all the cards. You can any scenario where they need a third team and the Raptors have a star they're trying to get rid of, they are you're gonna get a piece of something each team. Plus the player that they want. I can see what you have. What other team has a star that they potentially want to get rid of, right? But also, every other I don't team know. Has, Unless it's, they're all older stars, like James Harden. They make more money than Damian Lillard. So you can't make the trade. Right. Because they're at the cap, right? So the Raptors and Siakam and Lillard are kind of, their, their contracts marry each other, along with Hero's contract as well. So you could just do straight up for those three. Those yeah. three. Did we say this? I feel like I said this. I was the one who was like, Tyler Hero should come to the Raptors. And you, you made fun of me and were like, no. And then you came around. No, because I I I didn't, I didn't like the straight up trade. Like I didn't like. Well, yeah, no, I didn't mean it was going to be a straight up trade. Like I just said he would be the one, he'd be the player that would come. Right. Update, Update to Wimbledon Alcaraz got the second set. So now we've got a match. Djokovic won the first set. Alcaraz won the second. Now, Remy doesn't care. But I, you know, Remy, I'm going to get you into tennis. I feel like you could get into tennis. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> There's a lot of handsome men that play tennis. There's a lot of attractive women, if you watch the women, you know, and they play in skirts. Like I'll tell you what the thing is. If tennis is like golf for me. I can't watch them. I could play, I could attempt to play them because the fun is actually in the actual play of it. Like, right. I can't watch First of all, I feel like, okay, comparing golf and tennis is like, that's, that's not cool. Like, tennis is way more exciting than golf. Golf is like, it, I want to take a nap. You would, think, you would think so until you start <laughs> to play. When you're on the, when the competitive end of golf, when you're playing. Oh, well, yeah. It a little, yeah. So like playing, those, like, you're drinking beer and you're driving yeah, around in a those, golf course, smoking those weed. One-on-one individual sports. I like to play them more than watch them. Understand. That's just a thing. Understand. But you know, if it's a, if it's a, you know, I'm home in the kids, like, like I, I think when I when I was working in television, I used to do all the tennis, big tennis things. I think maybe that's why I don't watch it because I well, think yes. we have to like. Watch, watch for errors in, in this game, and it's like they like just the captions are too slow, and I'm just like it's it, you're not watching tennis for the captions. No, <laughs> no one is watching tennis. Anyways, yeah, back to talking so, about this trade. There's no rush for this trade, right? I think they're gonna. I think you know if you're the Raptors, you want to add a guard. You need another point guard. That's your immediate need. It's um, crazy because everybody is like full of guards. Everyone has guards. Yeah, that, was, that was not actually guards too, but they're trying to get rid of that. Someday. So that's the thing too. It's like the Raptors can sneak in if they if a trade happens and Siakam's leaving. Believe that like a player like Boucher and as I saw that and, and those guys are kind of gonna leave. Let let them. Boucher go. I think Boucher is a fine player. I think it's just you, yeah, he's, your bench is not is not good enough for yeah. him to be good enough if he starts. They'll be okay, but it's the bench for them. So yeah. you got to better your bench. So if you can use Siak and get a good player. Right. If you, if you bring in Hero, 
your bench gets way better because now you have the action to do a complete no. bench. Can I just say? Think you can walk the bench. That would you. suck for the Cavs having both Lillard in the East and still Hero with the Raptors. Like, man, we don't need Lillard in the well, East. They should make the they need, they need to make a move there. The kids just sit there. And Cavs, like, oh, they don't, two. but they don't have, they have all their, they have everything they need right now, except, I don't know. I'm, I'm, they, they have every, they don't really, really need any, anything. Some bench players, maybe, but then Summer League, the talking about the Cavs and what they need, I mean, they're in the playoffs for the Summer League. So their bench is going to be, should be in theory their bench should be really good like next year you know we'll see how we'll see how Struess fits in we'll see how all of this but like you know Amani Bates is playing really well and he was what some 42nd pick in the draft like but he's showing up in summer like no one's taught it's funny like no one's talking about the Cavs in the summer league play because everyone's focused on like when they, you know, all these other players and like the the Thompsons and all all these other higher draft picks. But I'm like, the Cavs are doing really well. I think it's mostly obviously Bates is playing well, but also they have Isaiah Mobley playing in summer league because he's on he was on a two way last year, and he's playing really well. So I think. That's helping them to have that kind of experience player. Um, That's what it is. So a lot of the teams then have players that are in the second years playing in the summer league and they're tearing the summer league up. They're not they're just like whatever. Yeah, they're kind of not really thing because it's like they want to see how these rookies are going to do, especially because right. they're about to make a bunch of money very fast because of how the CBA is. Right, it's a lot of just a lot of focus on like. Okay, you were drafted fifth. We need to make sure that you're worth number five. Right. Well, and and it's and it's interesting. There's players like Cam Whitmore who fell in the draft, and he's doing really well because I think it it kind of like was humbling maybe for him, and he realized I need to show up. Like, and he's they saying he's playing really well because he had he was he had like a medical condition, but he got cleared to play. Yeah. So I think a lot of teams are like, well. Like, you know, and, and I get it, especially if you're a team that like, you know, like if you're Chicago Bulls, you ain't drafting nobody with bad medical history because you've got, sorry, you got Lonzo Ball who hasn't played this three years. Is he on the Bulls? He put, he's been injured. He's on, he's I didn't even, I'm like, what team is he on? Wait, which ball brother are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one they don't want to ever see. He's definitely on the Bulls. He was supposed to be him, Zach Levine, and DeRozan. And they would have been a good team in the East. Because Alonzo Ball is a great point guard. But, but not if you don't played, play. Playing maybe half. It's our same year where we were making the bet with the, uh, the Cavs. Raptors. Oh, yes. We yes. had that same year. Yes, the, Chicago the bet was I like, lost. Chicago was like top three. Oh, and yeah, they, yeah. They were really good, they, right? They, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. And then they fell. So they keep. So they got a te- They got a ten yard disability waiver. Oh wow! That's so that's... they're able to find somebody. Yeah, it's sad. He's got the same. His knee injuries that he has. 
are the same injuries I think that Derrick Rose had. And mm-hmm. Derrick Rose had them after playing a couple of years strong. So for Lonzo Ball to be so young, he's only 25. It's, he I mean, since he was 22. This is the thing, right? Like, you're, I mean, these young players are coming into the league already with injuries. And we've talked about this before on this podcast that, you know, the AAU system really needs to take it, take player health and parent. And this is also on parents and coaches who are coaching youth. They need to take it way more seriously and give these kids rest, limit how much they play, you know, do all the things. And I, I think, you know, like in, in baseball and they kept, the kids are not allowed to pitch. They're only allowed to throw so many pitches and they can't pitch games in a row. There's all these rules that they follow. So they don't, you know, ruin their arm by the time they're 18. So this is really, you know, I think it's something that youth basketball really needs to take more seriously because yeah, they're getting to the NBA and having injuries that you're, you normally would see in a player who had been in the NBA six, seven, eight years. Basketball always has a weird thing like that because it's a sport that you can just pick up and go play outside. So, right. like like summertime, it's, you know, like a lot of these guys play a lot of basketball on the street, right? Which is like it's bad on your knees because you're playing it's on bad concrete. It's concrete, right? But that's where you start. Yeah, and so, you're playing. I mean, yeah, it's it's a rough sport on your leg, your knees, and your legs, and. Yeah. Where I think soccer, I, you know, grew up playing soccer and there were injuries and stuff. There were people that definitely who played more and who had a lot of injuries, but you're playing on grass most of the time and it's just, it's better. It's a little easier on your legs unless you played indoor and then that would be hard on you. But a lot of, I remember one of the better players, I don't think she ever played indoor, which was smart because she would have messed up her legs playing indoor. But indoor is fun. Have you ever played indoor soccer? I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I used to play. I used to play. I, I, I love it. I used to play all all the sports that I could play, so that I didn't have to go to class. Well, there you so, go. What, indoor, what, what I I should sign up to play indoor, man. I, I indoor is fun. It's like it's like it's because you play with fewer people. You play five aside, and it's just faster. And you slam people into the wall and can get a lot of aggression playing indoors. Well, that's that's why you want to just beat people up, right? No, it is. It is. I enjoyed indoor. So this this weekend, was yeah. this weekend? yesterday, yesterday, was it yesterday? Friday and Saturday, I think. The summer league, or is that what we're talking about? They're talking about WWA All Star Game. Oh right, yes, All Star yes. Weekend. It is All Star Weekend for the WWE. So I'm, I'm going to butcher her name, Sabrina Anascu, or. There it is. Yeah, you're right. There it is. I'll let you say it. She won the three point championship. Yep. Scoring 37 points. It was phenomenal. It was. I've never seen shoot anything like that. It was great to, it's great to see. And this is why, you know, like, there's a lot of arguments that there should be more for, this, for the WNBA in terms of funding, in terms of like, participation in terms of just all these things and i think organically it's getting there 
It's not, they don't have to put the funding in there. It's naturally they just becoming well, that much better of a sport. And it's, yeah. NBA players are now allowed to invest in WNBA teams while they're playing, which they couldn't do before. This new CBA gives them, gives them a chance to right, they can invest. pump money somewhere. They can invest, right? So you're going to see a lot more of that because less taxes, you know. You know, rich people. Oh, if I would, I would totally, if I were an NBA player, oh yeah, no, this is, I mean, we did we talk about this on an episode with ML, the MLS mm-hmm. and, and soccer, Drew Carey is part owner of an MLS team. Like he's not some like, he's, I mean, he's got money, but he became, he became a part owner years ago. Like in what, 2010, we looked this up or whatever. Beckham, one of the reasons Beckham came to the U.S. to play in the MLS is because he was going to get a deal in his contract that he could then invest in a team. And he invested in Inter Miami, which now Messi has that same kind of deal. So he can invest in an MLS team eventually. Right. So if I were a player and now I can invest in in a growing sports league. I mean, that's a great investment. Investing in the WNBA. Also, Naomi Osaka, she's another one. She has an investment, I believe, in a women's soccer team, a women's pro soccer team in the U.S. Yeah. In North Carolina. Showed, yeah, and then they, they, they showed the trophy from last year's WNBA thing, which was maybe the smallest trophy I've ever seen at the VP win in the All-Star game. And then they show this year's one, which is like 10 times bigger. And I'm like, hey, you guys have some money. They did the skills competition. Yeah. It, 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 it's the game itself is getting bigger. Yeah. It's the competition is getting better. Ex-NBA players are always well, at the games now. A couple things have happened. And a couple, I hate to say the tragedies, right, that have happened, that have, I don't, that have put the WNBA in the spotlight. And the first was Kobe's death um, because him and his daughter went to games. He was close to a lot of the WNBA players. So they spoke about him when he passed. And there was a lot of a sort of like looking at things he had said about the WNBA and that put a spotlight on the WNBA and some of the players. I think he was close to Inescu. He thought she was going to be like the next great player. And yeah. so that that kind of, I don't want to say, you know, and it would be obviously better if he was still here because I think he would have really supported the WNBA. But like, I think that made a difference. And then also, I think a lot of the NBA itself got shamed when the Brittany Griner thing happened because then it comes out that, why is one of your top players going to Russia to play because she's making millions of dollars going to Russia to play, but she's only making, you know, not a third of that playing in the WNBA or whatever she's making. So I think that shame, there was a, there's a little level of shame that came with that. Like, like, yo guys, come on. And so I think the NBA had to really, look at themselves and say like, yo, what, what are we doing? And I, I think that that encouraged them maybe to pump some money in 
some more money. I, um, they, I don't even think they even pumped it. I think that what, what they did what was smart was summer league is during the break of the WNBA, so they don't compete against each other. True, true. Because it's the All Star Break Week that they're that they had summer yeah. league. Yeah, Vegas one at least. But also, and, you know, the the other thing that I think helps is it, thinking about this as we talk. I think that's a good point that they that they're scheduling things better, but having. Yeah the NCAA women's tournament at the same time as the men's tournament this year, that really helped. That was a, that was huge in my opinion. And that was a lot of basketball and people who normally wouldn't watch the women's NCAA tournament games, watch those games. And part of what's happening too is the, in college, the name image and likeness. And what I'm seeing is, a lot of women are really good on social media. And a lot of these women players are really good on social media. And they're attractive. And people follow them because they're young and they're posting cute photos of themselves. And they're getting brand deals. And so they're becoming, you know, known in their own right. And so that kind of also helps. As you go then into the WNBA, you're getting a player who people already know about. And and this is going to sound really bad, but it's the truth. Say it really badly, just so I can yell at you. <laughs> just kidding. The players are better. <laughs> the games are better. When it, when when the WNBA just started, there was a handful oh. of good players, so the games were boring. There was a lot of turnovers. Nobody's showing up there. But okay, now that's a fair yeah, that's a fair like, statement. I don't think that's bad. Like, now that you're saying even, like, now I now that they their their name and likeness to be used, do you know Charlotte players? Right. That, are, that you're waiting for them to get to the WM. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the league always is better when there's pairing. Like that's why the NBA is a lot hate right now because Oh, there's so many good the players. Season, you have no idea who's gonna win a championship. It's there's so many good players. There's so Last many good year, you would have thought that hmm, maybe it's going to be Milwaukee Bucks because they won the year before, which most times in the NBA, when you're good, you're reeling off championships. You at least they've get had, it into another finals the next year. Yeah, you may not win, had, but you, yeah. They've had five different champions in the last five years. And all the teams which, are good. Yeah, and same with WWE. All those teams are really, really good. Yeah. They've got... And the players are playing with a lot more attitude, with a lot more. The games are it's so engaging, and I think, yeah, the NBA now can market them. The NBA markets the NBA and WNBA beside each other, right? Because right. Because we're like, listen, you're getting two exciting games, right? Instead of like this boring ass. Well, sorry, that's just fear. Say it has improved. It has improved. The NBA itself had its moment like that. Like, you know, we talk about, like, the, the Magic Bird era going to the Jordan era. They had really great superstar players, but the role players beside them didn't look as great. They were good, obviously, but, you was, know. Yeah, they had no, a great center. Shaq was, you know what I mean? Like, the, the players came in and then now. I think some players, game, too, that were good. Like, I wonder if Shaq could play in today's NBA. Well, you'd average eighty points because don't call a foul every single time he gets the ball to foul. 
you have to like grab him. Number one, number two, there's no good centers really. They're more agile centers now. They shoot screens at the top. They shoot jump shots. They shoot threes. Shaq just shoots dunks the ball. I think that's why I think a lot of these older guys like Jokic so much because I feel like he plays a little bit. I could be wrong. He kind of does that. He plays a little bit. Centers in that in late nineties, early two thousands. They had a lot of assists. The ball came into them first and it went back and around. Right. That's so kind of what Joe Jokic does. They, they, yeah. And that's, and that's why they, that's why it's like, I, sometimes I'm like, how are a lot of these teams getting beat by back cuts? Like, you know what he's going to do. You know, he does he, like shooting it as just least favorite option. So how come you guys aren't guarding against his passing? But again, Caesar said that. But, it's easy, yeah. And if right, no one, if nice. no other team you play is doing that, and then you've got to adjust when you play them, it's 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 like fuck, man. You know, now we got to play this yeah, way when we're always it. playing this other way. It's what hurt the Heat. Yeah, you don't have a real rim protector, and these guys are cutting to the basket and getting layups. Screens are being set, yeah. jump shots are being hit. They were just a, they're just a way better team. We're yeah. just saying, but I, I feel like. What I would like to see, but it would never, it's, it won't really happen. But if the M, like, I feel like the NBA eventually could expand the, well, they can't really because the other sports are playing, so they can't take over like the gear. They would try if they could. Between them, I mean, the you know who wants to expand to the whole year is the NFL, but they would, like, they the NFL doesn't have enough good players, one, to do that without, like, destroying the physical health of their players. That's the whole thing. But what they can do is they can expand because they're just, it's basically Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So they, they don't have, it's not every day. Yeah. So it'd be nice if they, it'd be nice if they kind of like, when they started earlier, maybe. The NFL, you mean? Or the yeah. NBA? No, the like NBA. they want, oh, the NFL wants to. The NFL, the, the problem with the NFL, it's so hard on your body. They have to change the game if they want to play more games in a, one in a year, and they need the rest and recovery time. The players do, and they're not, they're really almost not getting it, which is, it, there's a lot of it's like, a, I, would, I would say they got to change, they got to change the game get rid of, a bit. Get rid, of, get rid of a Thursday game. Yeah. Right. And then expand and put those games on the weekend, but just give them a stretch, like give them a, a, a week, like for example, their Pro Bowl game is after the season. Yeah. Move that into the middle and give them like two weekends around. The Pro Bowl game is very soft. They don't really hit each other, right? Yeah. So, That's, like, yeah. Change break. how they do the season. I don't know. It's NFL. They've got to do something. They, well, they have it's, a terrible commissioner. They have, they've got so many behind the I mean, scenes. He's not even as bad as the last one. They've always been bad. They're, they're terrible. Anyways, back to the NBA. The NBA is much better run with the summer league and now this in tournament, this in season tournament. They are trying to take over the whole year if they can. It's going to be interesting how it affects, I think, both the NFL and baseball too, right? Middle of the summer when all those baseball games are slow, nobody's watching base. I mean, baseball is also another sport that's really, I think, losing viewership to 
the NBA and the WNBA, you know, and like these other sports. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I am excited, though, for the, what the season is going to look like in the NBA this year. I think so I last think- year before the new CBA kicks in, this is a lot of what is on the line for a lot of coaches that move to different teams. Like, it's, oh if, my God. If, if, if these coaches, Billy really under corns, they're going to look at Nick Nurse. If Houston can't do what they're supposed to, they're going to look at Amy Adoka and Fred Van Lee. Like, there's a lot of things riding on. Like, Fred took a lot of money. Yeah, there's a lot of money. You know that's I mean? been thrown. Of, like, it's, it's, and then is, what's Washington going to do? Are they going to go pay? If Washington signs, Jalen Brown's a Supermax. His contract is insane. So if he signed the Supermax deal, it's worth $306 million. And the last year of his contract pays him $70 million in that. For Jalen Brown? I mean, I like yeah. Jalen Brown. I think he's a good player. $70 well, million just, player? I mean, it's because he's hit every incentive target, he's been an all star. So when you hit all those targets, you have to pay them in that bracket. He's a super max guy. So there's on the books between Jalen and some of these guys need to give their agents more of a bonus because their agents really the agents getting a huge bonus. Who's who's Jalen Brown's agent? Is he is he with? Is I think it's his mom. His mom? Oh no, is he with? That might be his manager. Is he with Rick Paul? I was like, is he with you know LeBron's boy? Like. I like. I don't think so. But it's it's you know he he deserves it. But they they the thing is if they have him and Tatum on Supermax, before anybody else gets paid, these guys are making sixty six million dollars, and then they have to start paying some players. Yeah, you can't pay anybody else then. And this is what I always kind of like think about with the teams: is you're on a team, and say I'm one of the younger other guys that I know I'm an important role on the team, but I'm making $5 million and I'm playing with this dude that's making $70 million. Like, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I'd be like, dude, you're paying every time we go out to eat. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess you're happy for them, and, and I don't know. That, that's a hard thing to look at. Like, when it's such huge differences in the amount of money. Like, huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of money. Man. It's a lot of money. And it's just, it, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, it's a lot of money. I'm trying to find who Jalen Brown's manager. manager is. I think he was, well, he was a Donda athlete. He was like one of the first ones. Oh, right. So I we went to later, but I know he was there. That's interesting. That's an interesting. I remember that actually. Him being a Donda athlete and then leaving when Kanye got. Crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's not. Uh, Kanye. He's Marcus Smart's <laughs> agent. Everybody's been very rich boy. No, he's not. Jalen Brown. So, oh, so before. Oh, he's with the, the same Raptors, person as Marcus Smart. 
M88 or something? Jason Glushin, Glushin Sports yeah. Management. He, that's interesting. Yeah. That's that's an interesting kind of. They're actually good friends. So I, like, I want to talk about a rip between. Yeah. Action good friends. I can see that. Smart was the only person. Yeah, we're actually really good friends. I, I, I was watching yeah, I was watching the Raptors summer league game. This tennis match is still going on. And it's, I will say, Alcaraz is winning now. And there have been very few aces, only five between the two of them, and which is crazy in a championship match. But we were just saying, I was saying to you, Remy, that the women play fewer sets. And I don't know anyone else out here who listens, but I kind of sometimes think the women should play more sets because they do best of three. They should do best of five, maybe, or something more. Anyways. I think they're... I think, you know, it's a holdover. They, they from, it's a holdover from when women weren't seen as being as fit as men, you know, as having as much endurance and all of this. And I'm kind of like, why not play as many sets as the men? Like, anyways, I oh, Djokovic is getting mad. He's complaining. I love when they yell at they they complain to the. <laughs> Or the umpire. Like, you know, I'm, I'm never going to change the call. Like, why are you checking? There's no video review. Is there a video review? Yes, they they can challenge. They can challenge, and they have they have the computerized line, so they show you can actually see where the ball, like when the ball hits the line, like how far it was, and they make the call. Like it's real. Like they have video. They can see all that stuff. So I don't know why you're arguing. Like you can. I mean, I guess I guess you can ask for it to be reviewed, but it's they just like arguing. You know. You know how it is. So back to summer league. You were watching the Raptors play in the summer league, yeah. right? So as, okay, so it was. I was watching the game. Richard Jefferson was calling the Raptors game. I love Richard Jefferson <laughs> because for some reason he's one of the very few that openly loves Toronto. Because you they're talking about like, these are things like yo, Toronto's one of the like they're talking about Grady there. Because, you know, the first couple of games he wasn't he didn't have first game especially. Today we have like the most spectacular game. And he's like giving a lot about his game. Yeah. But you know, they were like, you know, you you're you hear the end I just talking and they're like you could see that he was trying to do everything else but shoot the ball. Like more driving off the basket, like it's almost like they're like, we want to see you do something else kind of thing. Yeah. And I think after after the first game, they, then he started shooting the ball. So he had yeah. four, like 13 points in the first quarter. So he was on fire. Right. And they're talking about, like, he hit a three and they're like, the other announcer's like, yeah, it'd be great to see that in the, back in Toronto. And Richard Jefferson's like, Toronto is one of the greatest places to play basketball. Like every NBA player loves to play in the ACC. It's just why they kick our asses sometimes when they come here, because the atmosphere of the ACC they love it. But in the game, they're talking about Gary Trent right? Which is very interesting because there's can't remember the guy's name. They have like well, it's in Florida, and the players will go train for a week or two throughout yeah. the summer with this guy. So many players have gone through. Gary Trent Jr. has been down there since 
the beginning of summer. He's doing two, two practices a day, conditioning and anything. I've heard about this guy, yeah. So I am just like, I'm, I'm curious to see what comes out of that. You know, Scotty's probably been there because Scotty's from Florida, so he'll go there. So I'm curious to see what Gary Trent we get because, again, he kind of acted into his contract. Yep, yeah, in the front, yep. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out for them because, I mean, his initially, his opting in made it hard for them to give Fred more money. Right, so right. That, 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 that really puts a little bit of pressure. Not really pressure, but I am actually very curious to see how that works out for the Raptors because yeah, it could be a great thing. I think it's a great thing. I think he wants to start. I don't think he wants to come off the bench. I think well, he should. Who is I this? Think Gary Chen Jr. Oh, he wants to start. He wants to start. So there was so much talent in the draft class. So all these young players are really trying to prove themselves. A lot of them, especially ones who got drafted a little bit lower down. But then also the ones who got drafted higher are like, well, I have to prove that I deserve to be drafted here. And then you've got all these players that moved around and have these massive contracts now. So they've got to, like, you've got to show up. If somebody's going to give you $100 million, you've got to show up. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. And then there's players who, like, maybe underperformed less or teams that underperformed last season, like the Bucks, like the Cavs, who are expected, you know, who some people thought should have gone farther in the playoffs. Like, those teams are going to, like, need to, like, show some, you know, there's there's a lot of pressure. I think, like you were saying, in this next season and with this in-season tournament earlier on, that's going to, like, dial things up. You can't just ease into the season. Now. You got to, like, people are going to come to play. So. As, as she. What's he doing? I also forgot. Yeah. The league is changing. The, the, the players like the LeBrons, the Hardens. They're on their last last year or two in the league. And these young kids that are coming out are absolutely willing to destroy them to take their spot. Well, you know, people talked a lot of shit about Dylan Brooks and his like saying LeBron was old and all this. But, you know, there's a lot of players that think but don't say what he said. He just said it, you know, but I'm sure there's players in the locker room or when they're with themselves, you know, with themselves, but who are like, yo, LeBron is old. KD is old, right? I can see P3, like, I, you know, they would, they would call Kevin Love grandpa. The Cavs would like tease, tease him and call him grandpa in the locker room. And he's interesting. He kind of took a shot at them when in, when he went to Miami and he kind of, there was a interview and Kevin, and I'm surprised because Kevin Love liked playing on the Cavs and he liked those guys. But he kind of made a comment that, like, oh, Miami's, like, more professional in the locker. Or he said, it's very professional at Miami. And I was like, that's an interesting shot you're taking at, like, I feel like the current, the younger guys on the Cavs. And it's like, well, they're younger, and they're looking at you and and saying you're, you know. And And he is, and Kevin Love. Yeah, he's only he's still in his he's what in his early 30s, but you know, he looks he's a silver fox. So 
he looks a little bit older than he actually is. Let me, how old is Kevin Love? He's 34. That's what I was going to say. So he's not like, he's not as old as LeBron, but he's got, you know, he's, he's a silver fox. So, you know, if you're, if you're playing with him, that's like an easy dig to be like, you know, grandpa. Right. So yeah. I think, I think, I think the younger players, like they do respect the older guys, but they're also coming for them. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's like, the, I mean, cause I would. The, the Raptors. Yeah, of course. Why not? The oh, Raptors yeah. unguarded, uh, unguarded, undrafted small guard again. He, they asked him about like growing up, like we idolized his game scene. And he's like, when I seen Fred go undrafted, I knew I had a chance to make it in the NBA. He, oh, even in that game, even in the game I watched yesterday, the Raptors are down by like 13 points. Yeah. He, he only had, he scored his first bucket in the third quarter. He had 10 assists. Right. But he literally went on a run himself and brought the Raptors back. It was, it was nicely because they're young. It's, it's he's going to be, if he just, if his work ethic is as good as they say it is. He's just going to be in a position. The Raptors basically have another guard that's yeah. going to be able to do for them what Fred did for them. I don't know if he's as good as him, but right. I watched Fred in I watched Fred in some league games. He was not the Fred Van Vliet that we know. Right. He was good, but very raw, and it took a while for him to kind of get it together. It and I look at this guy, and I'm like, the difference between him and Fred is he's a flashy passer. He goes uh-huh. between his own legs and throws it over his shoulder and does all these yeah. chickeries, which is going to make the ACC crowd share and go crazy. <laughs> well, any crowd, it's, you know. Yeah, that, that, will, that will get him paid. Right. Well, listen, I, I saw, <laughs> you know, I've talked to my friend's daughter plays basketball. And she's like 11. And I was over at my friend's house. Her daughter was in the garage, like just messing around and she was on roller skates and she's like messing around on roller skates and then dribbling a basketball and she's dribbling a basketball through her legs on roller skates. And I'm like, like, get her an Instagram and get her name image and like this contract. Not that you should do that. I don't think you should start putting your kids on Instagram that young. Just saying. But I was like, I was like, this girl just dribbled her big, the ball through her legs on roller skates. Just like it was nothing. Like it's Tuesday, you know? <laughs> like, this is like what she does all the time. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what happened. These kids, kids are good. And they're, there's just a lot of talent, you know, out there. And, and it's not just talent that makes you good. You have to work hard. I was watching something on the news the other night. And they were interviewing a guy who was like a master builder, carpenter. and he had written a book and you, it's a book you would, oh, I, it's, it's up your alley for reading for books, Remy, because I know you like this kind of stuff. I got to remember the name of it. Hold on. Yes. What was that book called? Oh yeah. Okay. It's, it's like, it, the book is called building and 
it's a, it's a book of like life lessons from a carpenter, basically. And it's, it's a how-to on developing any kind of craft and skill and with like lessons for living a good, a good life. And what he talks about, he goes, he goes, I don't care about talent. Like anyone can have talent. It's, do you put in the work? He's like, the first 10 years I was a carpenter, I was terrible. And then the next 10 years, I was pretty good. And now I'm like really good and I can make beautiful things. But it took that long, right? And I think it's the same in anything you do. Lots of people have talent. But if you don't put in the work, if you don't work to get better, work to improve, work to keep yourself in shape, it, it doesn't matter, right? You're not going to make it. So I think, mm -hmm. and, and if you put in the work, there are people that will work with you to help you be better. So, I mean, it, it'll be, and I think, I think some of these younger players really understand that. I'm not all of them, <laughs> clearly, but uh, yeah. Oh man. Tenet. So what's going on? Tell me. Alcaraz is still, it's, th it's three, one in the third set. Alcaraz is winning. And I think it's this, this match is going a long time. I, you know, they always talk about like how it's still three, one. They're really not playing a very fast game. I don't think. What are the comments saying on the stream? Oh, they're all very obnoxious. <laughs> and then there's there's people in the comments, you know, because you, you watch these streams and there's people in the comments talking about how they shouldn't wear all white anymore. Because, you know, at Wimbledon, you wear all white. And they're actually now allowing women to not have to, the women players to not have to wear all white undergarments anymore. Because you used to at Wimbledon, like even if you wore like you could wear all white, but if they saw you were wearing a like pink sports bra underneath or a blue sports bra, they'd be like, no, 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 that's against the rules. And so a lot of women players complained because, you know, when you are, if you have to play while you're on your period, you don't necessarily want to wear all white for obvious reasons. And so a lot of the women players were kind of like, can we wear darker underwear? <laughs> Which is a fair <laughs> assessment. Because it's not like if you're playing... It's not like you can take a bunch of bathroom breaks, right? Like you, you get breaks, but you don't get that many. And these matches go for a long time. And so anyways, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, can you, can, yeah. Can you take a break in the middle of the match? Like, see, I really have to go. You can ask for it. Like it has happened before. Like if, and if you're, if you can take a medical break too, so players have taken medical breaks, it's really frowned upon to, to, to do that because players see that as like, okay, why are you taking a break to mess up the flow of the game? Like, 
it's really not something you want to get known for doing. Because it's 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 seen as like, are you I don't want to say cheating, but it's it's definitely seen as a, a a unfair, you're trying to take an unfair advantage. So like players, there are players who have like gotten ill during a game. This was actually this was happening in the Olympics because they were they were playing in Tokyo in the summer, which I have lived in Tokyo in the summer. And it is very hot, very muggy, like very muggy, like oppressively muggy. Mm -hmm. So when they said they were doing the Olympics in July in Tokyo, I was like, how are they going to do these outdoor sports? Because it's hot. <laughs> like it's, it's like, you know, I've, I've seen people in July in the summer in Japan pass out from the heat. So. Yeah. So they're playing tennis, trying to play tennis in July in Tokyo outside, which is crazy to me. So there were there were players just having to take, you know, essentially take medical breaks because it was so hot. And that I mean, but that is like you can tell what's going on. So, yeah, those are some tennis has some very. The thing about tennis, and I think this is where a lot of people, where tennis has trouble attracting younger fans and, and more fans, is that it has some oppressive rules, both for the players and for the fans. Like, you're not really supposed to cheer while you're watching tennis. <laughs> like, like, people talk about the U.S. Open and how great it is. Because at the U.S. Open, you have American fans and they don't they don't follow the rules as much. So they will kind of American fans will kind of cheer during during a match a little bit more. But sometimes like the umpires will tell the, the crowd to be quiet. Could you imagine an NBA ref telling the crowd to like be quiet? And like they can't even control some of these fans like when they say stuff about the players so yeah. tennis has a lot more rules both for what you know the players wear for the behavior of both players and fans so that's and yet at the same time you see tennis players like lose their shit all the time so i love i love when they get married oh i love when they break a racket They yell at the refs. It's so, or the umpires. It's so great. Anyways, direct the ball, like direct the right at the umpires. Thanks. Yeah, that will get you disqualified. I'm sure. They. I knew a girl in high school who played on the tennis team, and she was. They were going to play this other school, this all girls school, and she goes, "Oh, I hate when we play them." She goes, "I hate some of the girls on that team." She goes, "I just like," and she goes, "I know who I'm playing," and she goes, "I'm just gonna like." hit the ball right at her, like serve the ball, not even like serve a serve that she can hit back, just serve it right at her. So I yeah, hit her. Just hit her. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Anyways, okay, on that note, talking about, you know, that the Summer League playoffs start today. Wimbledon Championship will be finished. Looks like Alcarez is going to win this next set. The Cavs play the Nets in the Summer League playoffs. Utah plays the Rockets. And then we'll see 
a winner. I think this is a little bit of a like test run for how within, you know, they played four games, they chose, then you have the semifinals and then a play finals. This is kind of how the in-season tournament, like the, the structure is going to be. So I think this is a test run for the structure and if people really watch and get into it. So I'm going to try to watch that Cavs game this afternoon before I go party on this Sunday. What are going to say? Oh, Bull Bull just signed with Phoenix Suns. That just, just happened. Oh, there we go. So, there we go. There and we go. I, I, thought I, was, I thought he was going to go to, uh, what's that team, Spurs. And he would have had two, like, disgustingly long seven-footers on the court at the same time between him and Anna. But. And then let what? And then let Wembenyana play forward? And, and oh, it doesn't even matter. matter. He could be positionless down there. It doesn't matter. No, 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 actual thing. It's just two seven footers. Like how they had Duncan and Robinson. I mean, they're not Duncan and Robinson, but it's the same idea. Well, I mean, the Cavs kind of have that with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. They're not quite as tall as. That's what I'm saying. They're tall. They're tall. They're tall, and they're like both playing at the same time, and you can't get over those guys, right? Like when you have two of them that are that tall. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's not what's going to happen, and so he's going to the Suns. We'll see how it works. All right. Well, we will be back probably after I get back from my little trip. Yeah, we'll see Uh, if anything develops next week. Yeah, if anything develops, we'll try to get on really quick. If we can, and yeah, we it's it, and we, obviously we will know who wins summer league. So follows. I'll be tweeting about it, so you can follow me at Liz Gallo on Twitter, and also like and subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, and we are on Substack. If you subscribe to us for free, you know you'll get this an alert in your inbox. In your email every time we put out a new episode if you become a paid subscriber you can comment on our episodes join in the discussion and we have some incentives for our paid subscribers if you help also recommend us and get more subscribers so if you want to be a guest on this podcast there's some ways you can do that and that's all on our Substack page and you can find that out and yeah we will be back again and there will be more happening So thank you and see you next time. time.